to Mr. Nate Books Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nate. You're joining us in Season 2, Episode 1 of 2021, covering the recently launched new children's book, The Best Bedtime Book, A Rhyme for Children's Bedtime. After several months, we were able to launch this developing it in 2020 and what a joy what an excitement an exciting day an exciting month to get this going regardless of what happens in this world in the nation i am in the united the united states of america we get to produce something that will have generational impact if you have children grandchildren cousins nieces, anyone of age to be a child, a kid. They can be two years old, four, ten, twelve. This book is tremendous. Now, I know I am biased to this book. (laughs) Hence, I am the author of it. My family has greatly enjoyed it. They enjoyed it before it was ever illustrated, before it was ever put together in a book form. They enjoyed it before it was narrated by a professional narrator. We have two professional narrators from the UK, a male and a female voice that are tremendous. I hope you get a chance to listen to that. It's available in several different marketplaces, but all book editions will be available and are available on mrnatebooks.com. There's the print edition, the ebook, the audiobook, and now coming soon, the multilingual editions that will be in print paperback and ebook. Now, I would love to have it in audio form where we have a narrator. That just becomes a little bit more difficult uh, to do. Uh, just multilingual. Uh, Anything beyond English right now for us just takes a little bit more time and a little bit more uh, financial uh, preparation for that. But we are excited to make it available. Right now, I think we have about eight languages beyond English. Uh, So I am extremely excited about that. If you have a child, if you know of a child, why do you not have this book yet? (laughs) If you have this book, I am excited and I hope it has blessed your reading time, your nighttime routine, that's maybe a book that you'll read nightly for a week, or maybe it's once a month, or it's something that you put in a rhythm and a rhyme for your time with your kids, your relatives, those that maybe you babysit, maybe for a church community, it's a children's ministry Whatever it might be, I look forward to hearing the reviews that make, really make others aware of the book and inform of how it's applied in your context and how it was received. And whether it's kids lying in their beds and they're just listening to somebody read it out loud or what. Or it could be one of your kids that are of age to read now and they have the book open and reading it to themselves. This book provides a rhyme that 
I would describe as simply profound. And I'm using those words purposefully. It's simple, but yet profound, intellectually deep. There is depth here that one can simply read and get immediately, or after repetition, they can start to understand. But even as I open the book, it says, Have you read a book about bedtime at nighttime? If you do, you might fall asleep because God loves you. Now, what's interesting is when I open up that book with that question, am I referring to mainly just a children's book of some kind? Is the title of this book the best bedtime book referring to this as the best time book? No, it's not. The best bedtime book for anyone in the world is not this book. It is the Bible. And so the next page says, Nighttime is for bedtime, as for tomorrow will be bright. He shines in the new day as he does in the twilight. For his word created the world according to his plan. We learn what he wants for all man. So it's saying if you can ever get to the point of learning the Bible, which there's more of a reference later on in this book about that, that you can actually see God's nature, his rhythms of nature, his, you could say, poetry of creation, the rising of the sun and the setting of the sun, the creation of nighttime for bedtime, and then waking to a brand new day. That cycle, that natural cycle, helps us to understand not just what we're to do in this world. You know, go to bed, get some sleep, get rejuvenated, get rest, and then we spring to a new day as best we can to go to work or do work in the light. But that natural truth also explains spiritual truths. And we see that throughout the Bible. We can also see that throughout uh, the natural historical world. But especially in the Bible, a lot of times even Jesus will use natural things to explain spiritual truths. There are similarities. Another way to say it, if you're somebody in construction or generally have an idea, when you go to build something, you are wanting to make sure everything is square. Everything is good to go. All the measurements are right. The ground, the foundation especially if it's the cement foundation, everything is square from the ground up. So that means anytime you go to install something later on in the construction process, that you're not battling with something that's not square. So when you start to form the walls and you, and you start to uh, create rooms, bedrooms uh, inside this now newly foundational constructed building, you're not having to add more cuts to it. You're looking for it to be square so that when you go to cut things and you measure things, you're not, you're, you can do it quickly. Everything starts to make sense. It's square. Therefore, right angles are a right angle. <laughs> you know, you, the corner of a room is an actual corner <laughs> that was intended. 
and you can measure things and you can you don't waste material and you don't waste time you don't waste time and labor and finding resources everything becomes square easier simpler faster and so on well that's the same thing with god's world and god's word that we can square it up either way that god's word squares up with his world and his world squares up with his word so this book is taking children from a simple understanding of nature and the life cycle of nature from a sun and a moon, a day and a night, and expressing it, that and leading children into understanding the deeper spiritual meanings that our life cycle is not just natural with a sun and a moon, it is spiritual. That one day we can wake up not merely to a sun, but to a greater light. And who then is that greater light? That then would be God himself. And so there's the common rhyme that's repeated, kind of like a chorus. Sleep at night and awake during the day because God planned it that way. We don't just live our life by the sun and moon or our needs, our need of sleep or our need to work, we live by God and his plan. And that gets repeated over and over. Now, I love the illustrations as I flip through this. The book's in my hands. You might even hear me uh, 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 touching and flipping the pages. But on one of the next pages, it says, Rise, rise with the morning sun. Sleep, sleep with the setting sun. Watch the sun rise to sunset, and you will be amazed to what your creator had meant. And some might think that the creator had meant only that, well, create a moon, uh, a sun, and an earth, and just let people do their thing. But rather, there's something greater, that he is building a relationship with his creation, not just his world or the universe or the galaxies or light or darkness. He's building a personal relationship with those that he has created. That's what he has meant. So we are now linking. We are we are now seeing the squareness, the connection between the creation of a cyclical natural pattern to our spiritual life. That we need light and we need rest and he provides that and as i uh, flip through uh towards the end there is it says there is one great night's sleep to come it may come when you are older or when you are young you will be guided by a different sun to rise to an eternal day do not fear for he has risen and shines the way Sleep at night and awake during the day because God planned it that way. Now, here's the life cycle, not just of our sleep and work patterns, but of a natural aging process and the involvement of the older among the young. It says, as days and nights come and go, we become older with others in our shadow. When our shadow finally sleeps, We enter God's presence for him to keep. Sleep at night and awake during the day because 
God planned it that way. From Genesis chapter 3, in the Bible's first book, we see the first instance of sin, Adam and Eve doing their um, rejection of what God was saying and being tempted, but the, the cursing or the promise of death upon his creation. That's saying um, he's going to remove himself from the sustaining natural life to an eternal sense, and now he's going to let us die And then at one point in that darkness, in that death, we can still see him eternally forever with him. No more fear, no more tear. A place so beautiful known as heaven. Awake with him who brought our world loving salvation. In the next page, the final day is with the greatest light. For there is no more night as he is so bright. Trust him today as you prepare for the final night. For he calls us to himself, as there is nothing so purely right. When in doubt of a final day, remember God's word guides the way. His word became alive for us and took upon the name Jesus. Sleep at night and awake during the day because God planned it that way. His words are trustworthy for the world to hear, held in the best bedtime book to bring you near. And that line is where the illustration shows a close-up of uh, the young, the child holding uh, the Bible. It's not to say any other book needs to replace the Bible. There's no way my book can replace the Bible, and I hope it never does. But I hope... When we do read other books, they certainly do reveal and point to their greater book or their greater author that loves his creation. And he loves it so much that he sent this Savior, this promised one from Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, that one will come in and through the human line and will bring salvation because he is salvation and his name is Jesus. What a great opportunity. If you have a child, could be a neighbor, could be your own, could be someone. What an opportunity you have right now to either have this book in your home or give it as a gift or for churches and ministries, pastors and ministry leaders, directors, that you have a chance to provide this as a resource for training families of helping one another understand how God's Word squares with the world and how we can teach children the basic things of life and use that to teach and explain the difficult things of life. It's difficult to talk about death, but there are ways to talk about it and we need to talk about it. We try to remove ourselves from that and we actually start to not train or not prepare our children for what is this world. This world is a very difficult world to live in. And if anybody lived in it and survived 2020, I think you can affirm that, that this world is difficult. No matter what year you have lived in this world, it is difficult. You know, I have uh, I had a grandpa who uh, early on, This is decades ago when he was a boy growing up that um, 
you know, he was treated pretty bad. He lost his dad early on as a kid, then got a stepdad, and his stepdad wasn't too nice um, to him growing up or to his other siblings. There was a big family. I think it was about 13 or so kids. And so he left at sixth grade uh, time period, some around there. And uh, he survived on the streets. And he made his way to the Navy in World War II, came back and became a saw filer in the lumber mill. And he worked. He worked through the hard stuff. He worked through the difficulties. Later on, he would then have a daughter among his other children, and his daughter would pass away. And that proved to be scarring, hurtful, painful, grievous. And we need to work through that. If not, we stuff it, we hide it, we do things that are weird, but rather what we can do as parents, as the older people who experience these these things and see these things happen, we bring it to their attention. And we show them how not to be certain about life or even death, but certain about who God is and His Word. And then what that talks about life and death. And then when doubt comes and when fear comes, we are reminded by His Word and the living Word, Jesus. And that becomes comforting. Jesus says in Uh, In the New Testament Gospels, the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, that one will come to be a helper, a comforter, one who will be there to convict, to console, to guide, to provide, and that would be the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Growing up, King James Version, that would be the Holy Ghost. For us, we start to understand who God is through the world and through His Word, and many are rejecting Him today, a lot, especially in the United States of America. A lot of people rejected him from the collegiate and graduate institutions I have been part of. We don't need to. His word is there to guide and to comfort. And I can't express adequately enough the excitement I have for this book to be in your home, to be in your ministry, to be in this world and in different languages We're going to spend the years to come promoting this book and pushing this book and getting this book out, but it will never be in removal of God's Word, but rather a promotion of it, a guiding of it, and a help to real-life discussions. We had real-life discussions with my children. Now, we have it all the time, every day. If you've heard my uh, podcast episodes before, we this is our life. We live training them, discussing life and death. And this book actually had a great impact. And there I had it in my hand, not published. It was just the words. I'm just reading it out loud. And we read it, I think, for about two weeks straight every night. And two of my boys started to cry. They said they don't want to die. They don't want other people to die. But we were able to discuss not trying to smooth over death, but describe it for what it is and the hardness of it, and the grievousness of it. We've known a lot of people who have died. We've known a lot of people who have lost loved ones. We have lost. You can't prepare enough for it, but you can be prepared for some of it. You can be prepared financially as best you can. You could be prepared relationally. Hopefully you're part of a church community. 
Hopefully that church community is receptive, helpful, caring, engaging. But as you're a kid growing up, or if you have kids among you, what a tremendous opportunity to train them to see past themselves, to learn who God is, to learn about life, daytime, nighttime, work, rest, stewardship, management, responsibility, life, death, His Word, the living Word. This real world, for us, when we go to bed, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear the next day. We fear the Lord. And then that begins wisdom. That's Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. What a tremendous opportunity. And I hope you guys get the chance to grab this book. Please contact us if you have any comments or questions or any ways we can help. And if you're able to review the audiobook, provide a star or a comment even, or any of the print ebooks, that would be so helpful. Every time you review a book by clicking the stars or leaving a written comment, that then on the marketplaces, whether it's Amazon, Walmart, or others, that starts to show up more and more to other buyers that don't know about these books, especially this book. So if you'd like for this to get into other people's hands, go ahead and leave that review. And I'm not looking for because you know me, you have to give a five star. However, if it's worth the four or five stars, then do that because of what it is. And leave a review that maybe you include the age range. You know, what what were the ages of the kids? You know, was it a couple of kids ages two and three? Was it a group of 20 kids, you know, ages uh, 10 to 12? Um, did you read it during nap time? Did you read it at night time? Did you read it on vacation? You know, you get a an opportunity to really show others, not just material possessions, um, but a lifelong spiritual impact. So I look forward to seeing the reviews if possible. And I'm so thankful that you tuned in today to the Mr. Nate Books podcast. There's other books to come. We are excited for those, especially the Elijah's Journey Storybook Series, the 68 book series that follows a young boy finding his missing grandparents and he goes into an unknown world into one epic adventure and that whole 68 book series is a way to teach kids about the structure and purpose of the bible what a great opportunity we have that begins march 10th 2021 so in a month from now. So until then, I look forward to hearing and seeing the reviews and the interactions, and we've already started to receive positive feedback and the impact that this book, the Best Bedtime Book, is having upon the lives of people that we have yet to know and meet. And how awesome is that? Thank you again, and until the next episode, Mr. Nate out.